0: on this episode of the girl talk podcast my mom was eternally healed Mm. and has no issues right now up Mm -hmm. in heaven is free and whole and so when i pray for healing god sometimes says yes i'm going to heal that person but not down here not temporarily Mm -hmm. not the moment fix but i'm going to heal them for eternity
1: You are listening to the Girl Talk podcast brought to you by our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. We're glad you've joined us today. We're going to dive into a subject that I don't think we talk about often enough, but I think is on all of our minds pretty often. And that is, do my prayers really matter? Mm. So I think the first place that we need to start is to define what is successful prayer. Um, because I don't know if you're, I don't know, carnal like me, you would think successful prayer is God does what you ask him. Mm. But that's not, that's not the definition of successful not prayer. It? Are you sure? So let's, I wish it was. Oh, how Man. I wish it was. Oh, God, please do my will. Exactly. Yes. But it's not at all. And so when we talk about successful prayer, what we're talking about is is or what i see as successful prayer is my heart aligning to god's purposes.
2: Well, what's the purpose of prayer? Relationship. Yeah, relationship, worship. Yeah. Um so that's what makes a successful prayer. If we have if we are doing those things, if we are getting closer to him, if we are becoming more like him, if our heart is being changed, if we are submitting to his will mm-hmm. and acknowledging him as God and
1: worshiping him for that. And I wonder if we haven't put doing over praying in Mm -hmm. our society and culture. Mm -hmm. Explain that. I I think that whenever we come Up against a struggle, or we have some problem that we're dealing with, our first instinct is to do something, not to pray something. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So Handle like,
1: it on our own. Well, but- it, that and to try to do whatever God has given us in our head to creative problem solve, for lack of a better word, you know, to try to. Because God obviously needs our help, He's not moving on our timetable, right? That's right. You know, and and so, but I think our culture and our mindset is that we need to do something. That sitting with God and praying about something, because what we'll do a lot of times in our Christian circles is say, "I'm just going to pray about that for you," and then we just never do. Yeah. I I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Wayne Roper used to be longtime friend, and he was part of this ministry. And before he went home to be with the Lord, and he would always say, if you tell somebody you're going to pray for him, do it right Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. Like, don't miss that opportunity. If somebody says, will you pray for yada, 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 you do it right then. Mm -hmm. He said, because there's too many opportunities for things to get in your way and for things to happen. So I learned that very valuable lesson from him. But I, I think sometimes our tendency is to do and not pray enough, or at least my tendency is to try right. to manipulate circumstances mm-hmm. and right does that make sense you're yeah. looking
0: at me kind of well i'm just trying to figure out so you mean do like 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 actually play god, figure it god out instead on your of own god. <laughs> yeah play god instead of, that's right I, I think it's important to look at what prayer is and what prayer isn't yeah. and prayer is talking to god prayer is sharing what's on our heart prayer is worship prayer is uh present it's acknowledging who god is and then asking god to do some things, that certainly is part of prayer. What prayer isn't, as I'm learning, is just a request list. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: it's not an excuse to uh, complain, and it's... uh, So, yes, I totally agree with you that my tendency is to try to do something, try to figure it out on my own and then ask God to bless what I've figured out on my own. Right, exactly. And I'm trying to redirect my thoughts about prayer, trying to understand it more. This is I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is something that I struggle with, Mm -hmm. struggle with taking the time to do it, struggle with seeing the benefit of it, if God is all powerful, isn't he going to just do his own thing? So I can't change his mind. So why even pray? So these are some of the questions that I've been wrestling with lately in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we're talking about it because I I don't think I'm alone. Right. I mean, why sure. why do my prayers matter if God's going to do what he's going to do? Right. Does it does it even matter mm-hmm. yeah. that I pray? And I'm learning that it actually does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that one of the reasons that we for, that
1: we give up so easily in prayer is because we don't have a clear understanding and appreciation for what it actually is.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I
1: mean, because we all have those people in our lives that they, you never see their face, their phone, their phone number never pops up on your phone unless they need something. We all know those Mm -hmm. people, sure, right? You hide from them in the grocery store. Let's be honest. (laughs) You do. Because you know, they're going to come needing something or some Mm -hmm. of you and you just don't have the resources to meet that. And, and I often think about God that way. You know, if somebody who has no relationship with me at all and only comes to me when they need something, I avoid that person. You know, what I'm saying, and I know God's so much greater than me and he's loving and forgiving and all those things. But I think it it stems, at least for me, from a misunderstanding of what prayer is. We hear the request part, but we don't always hear the relationship part Mm -hmm. and the praise part and the worship part. And all Mm -hmm. of those things are a part of it. But but so often it is reduced to. Here are five things that I need for you to do for me. Right. And Vending we want the, machine. It's like yeah. a it's like a honeydew list. Right. Mm-hmm. And we want
2: the answers we want because yeah. we've already decided in our minds what the right answer right. is. And there are times in my life, and I know there are times in all of our lives, where we have it has been very, very painful mm. to not get the answer from God that mm-hmm. we want. Not yes. get the healing that for that person or for mm-hmm. ourselves, not get the not get out of the circumstance mm-hmm. that we're in. Um, but there's story after story after story in the Bible of that very thing happening where God answered prayers, not the way that the person wanted those prayers answered. And mm-hmm. yet um, God was still in the middle of it and God yeah. never abandoned them. And he never abandons us. Even if the answer
0: is either no or Maybe later, my daughter, Mm -hmm. I think something I've been learning and something I've been hearing about is how do we navigate through those times when we're praying and God has either said no or not yet or or nothing that we can sense in the immediate moment. So what do we do? We have to go back to the faith rock solid that God loves us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that he knows more than we do. It's almost like those two things are our bedrocks. God loves us. He knows more than we do. And he is all powerful. That's a third. If we know those things, then we can reduce our grip on whatever it is that we think we want so badly and the timing that we, we think we need so badly. And I want to add one more thing to your list of things yes. that God is good. Yeah. That everything he's yes. going
2: to do is for good and for his glory. And yes, that at the end of the day, he's good. He's not evil. He doesn't yeah. want bad for us.
1: So those are like foundational things that we got to get settled first before we make a request or or come to him and pre- I mean, you know. and you go back to those right
0: every time the day comes yeah. and the answer hasn't happened that you were hoping for. You got to or at least I have to go back to those. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. So, well, what were they? Um. So, God. So, number one, God is good. Uh-huh. All good. Right. All perfect. God is all knowing. He knows more than we do. Mm-hmm. He is all powerful. So He is the one that can do the things. And 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 he loves us Mm -hmm. and everything he does will ultimately be for our good, like the parent who stops their child from doing something that they know is not in their benefit.
1: Let let me just touch on this briefly, because I know that there's someone listening to this podcast who will say, how can you sit behind a microphone and say this situation is good? It is not good. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. I want to speak straight to you right now. Mm -hmm. I can 100% tell you that oftentimes we don't see the good in it while it's going on. I would say almost never do we see, when a mm-hmm. tough situation mm-hmm. happens, do we see the good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only now, things that happened 10 and 15 years ago in my life can call them good. And so if you, are, if you feel that tension rising in you and you're getting ready to turn this podcast off, don't. Because... In the middle of it all is a loving father who wants to walk with you through this. It doesn't mean that you'll always understand it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you won't get your feelings Mm -hmm. hurt because he doesn't answer like you think he should. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that everything's going to work out and you're going to have this miraculous story. It might, but it doesn't guarantee that just because you check the boxes because i think for way too long we've made our our spirituality our our relationship with christ check boxes and if we do this this and this then he's obligated to do this this and this that's not scriptural um and and so i just don't want you to tune away because you say what i'm going through right now is hard and i don't even know what to
0: pray those are the places that i've met jesus most powerfully That is so true, and I'm glad you're bringing that up, and I'm going to go personal with that for a minute. So my mom died in a tragic car accident. Mm -hmm. Someone hit my mom. She died as a result of that uh, two days um, of brokenness on a hospital bed, and she was gone. I could never figure out what what could be the good of that, God. What? How can there be good in that situation? And I cried out, and I yelled, and I fussed, and I... And I was like, I want to know how this can be good because I exactly what you said. I had those same questions. And I'm not saying that I'm glad that happened with my mom. But I look back now after three and a half years and I have more perspective Mm. than I did then. And I see some things now that I wouldn't have ever seen in that moment. Things that were happening in her life, things that were lining up that were going to be painful and awful. That she was taken out of. I see that she didn't have to suffer through the COVID experience. And she had some lung issues. She'd gotten that and suffered. I see that that um, she had, and, and I learned this, she had prayed that she would never be a burden on anybody or have mm. to go to a home. She didn't have to. Mm. That she didn't have to suffer through different things. And I, I look back now, and it's not that I'm like, oh, good, that happened, because that's not true. Right. But I can see how God brought about good from that. Also, her story, the the testimony of her life touched people Mm. beyond her life. Mm. The way I've been able to talk about it, the the doors that have been open for me to share have been able to to touch people or relate to people. That's been always my prayer. And I see how God can use even the worst, the worst experience that you can't see anything good from it. He can still bring about good from it. And I, I heard this said once. God gives us what we would have asked for if we knew what he knew. Mm -hmm. We don't know what he knows, but he does. Mm -hmm. And if we knew everything that he knew, which is impossible, we would ask for the things that he has already divinely purposed. Mm -hmm. And I also heard this about healing. We pray for healing. I pray for healing. I pray for healing, and I mean healing here. Mm -hmm. But God knows that sometimes healing is Eternal healing, Mm. not temporary, not for the moment, not for you to kind of get through. But my mom was eternally healed Mm. and has no issues right now up Mm -hmm. in heaven, is free and whole. And so, when I pray for healing, God sometimes says, Yes, I'm going to heal that person, but not down here, not temporarily, Mm. not the moment fix, but I'm going to heal them for eternity.
2: Mm. Good stuff. You know, one of the things
0: I heard you say too, Carol, earlier, and I
2: think this relates. To what you went through is you said, God, Jesus wants us, wants to walk through it with us. Mm. Yes. And I was immediately reminded of when Lazarus died and Jesus wept Mm -hmm. and he wasn't, I mean, he knew because he's all knowing, he knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but that wasn't the point. The point was he grieved with his friends Mm -hmm. and he wanted to be there to walk them through that and that's what he wants for us when we pray he wants he i can just picture god looking down at us and going i'm so sorry mm. i'm so sorry that you're going through this i'm so sorry that this happened it to hurts. you i'm mm. so sorry that your heart is broken trisha i'm so sorry that you're having to go through this but i love you and i'm not going to leave you i'm going to be right here with you and i'm going to mm. weep
1: with you mm. So true. And how beautiful Mm. is that? What
2: a great friend we have
1: in him. I had such a great Mm -hmm. um, visual for this. I don't know if y'all saw it or not. Did you see that the Pope was delivering his uh, weekly address? And he was, of course, up on a stage, very ornate. Lots of, you know, people dressed in, in that attire. And a little boy runs up the stairs and just stands right there beside him. And the Pope reaches over and pats him on the head and talks to him just a little bit. And in that moment, God said, Carol. That's what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. I want you to run up the stairs and not just stand beside me. I want you to fall into my arms Mm -hmm. and be welcomed, Mm -hmm. just like a child Mm -hmm. who wasn't distracted (laughs) by all the liturgical things that were going on around him and all the pomp and circumstance and all that. He just knew he wanted to get Uh to that person. And that needs to be our heart. And I think I think that's what. Um, Jesus meant when he said let the little children come to me don't forbid yeah. them for such is the kingdom of heaven that we go and we know where to go and that we fall into his welcoming arms and um a- and we stay there you know mm-hmm. I mean I I will say I have like you not just now this season of my life I feel like Prayer is the hardest thing for me in my spiritual life. I can do pretty okay at the other things, but prayer is one of those things that, like, I'm schizophrenic. I'll do good for a season, and then I'll be terrible. And And I will say the times in my life where I've experienced the sweetest prayer time has been when I'm struggling. Mm. Yeah. When I'm, you share. When I'm going mm-hmm. through just terrible times, mm-hmm. and I humble myself. Mm-hmm. Or God humbles me, one or the other, yeah. and and I'm just real and honest and open before the Lord. I used to think I would be around people who were what I would consider great prayers. There's this one lady who God put her into my life, and I would just like sit around her all the time because she prayer wasn't even like a reflex. It was she did it so automatically like it wasn't like if she was at the grocery store and she saw a woman crying she'd walk up to her right then and say can i pray for you tell me what's mm-hmm. going on i mean she mm-hmm. just didn't even it wasn't even a thought it yeah. was just it just happened and um so i spent a lot of time around her i was like tell me how to get where you are and and she never said the words but when i was going through some of those times she said i think you know now the secret and it was that t- time of intense brokenness where I think our pride is crushed and, <laughs> yeah. and we get out of the way and we're just open and vulnerable and honest before the Lord. And that is the time when we see the sweet benefit of prayer and it's not a list. Sometimes it's not even words. Yeah. That's true. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the cry
0: of our heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the tears from our eyes. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. That idea of the child running up Mm -hmm. is a valuable one that we can have when we pray Mm -hmm. and we can ask God to just let us be you just have that that picture in your mind we're running up to our father who loves us so much no one loves us more than him no one loves us the same way as him and we can run up and just sometimes I'll have that visual just like I'm just a child sitting in God's lap and the way that, that I love my children when they come and talk to me is the, is way more. He loves me way more than that. But you can share your heart. But ha- if that visual is helpful to you, as you approach God to, he's never away from us. But when we take our time to pray, and, and there are different prayers, right? There's the prayer for me in the morning when I try to just envision sitting on his lap and sharing what's on my heart and 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 just trying to grow closer in love with him. That's one kind of prayer, but they're also I heard them called flash prayers—the mm-hmm. prayers in the moment yeah. that are mm-hmm. like karate chops. Hiya, yeah. <laughs> karate <laughs> chops against anxiety and depression. Take that, yeah. God help me here. Hiya, yeah. <laughs> so there are all kinds of different prayers, but having visuals in your head can help you get into that place. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And I
2: think there's also good um, there's you know some good acronyms, mm-hmm. things like the mm-hmm. acronym AX. You know, mm-hmm. it stands for adoration. and confession and yep thanksgiving and supplication which are all some of those are really big words i mean really churchy words but you know just remembering to start off with acknowledging who god is that god because what we tend to do is we jump all the way at least for me i shouldn't say we what i tend to do is jump to the supplication piece which is you know what are my needs what can i ask for Mm -hmm, god here's my list of i'm praying for this healing for this person Mm -hmm. in this situation and blah, blah 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 which are all good things to do but We got to first stop and just acknowledge Mm -hmm. who he is and how
1: amazing he is. Something that has been um, heavy on my heart is the little things. Like I've started every morning when I get to work, because, you know, there's not a whole lot of people out when I come to work in the morning. And I've started thanking God for safe travel from my home to work. I mean, that's. Mm -hmm. That's pretty basic, you know. You make that commute every day or five mm-hmm. days a week, anyway. Mm-hmm. And I, I was convicted. Like I've never thanked God for safe travel from here to there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I start. I and and when you, you know, I say I think sometimes that we we try to follow those acronyms and we feel like we got to reinvent the wheel and we got to come up with all the church words and we got to say things to impress God. No, if you thank Him for the little things, mm-hmm. you know, the beauty of a sunrise. Mm-hmm. I was sitting out at a football game last night and the sun went down and you felt a little bit of fall in the air. And I was just sitting there thinking, like, thank you, God, for that. Like that little hint. It's not here yet, but but thank you that there's a sign of things to come. You know? Yes. I mean, just thanking God for the little things, I think, has really um, helped me in my prayer life to be able to be grateful for those
0: that's a key yeah see I think gratitude thankfulness worship all those things are kind of the key that opens the door to God's presence if yeah. you will he's always there it's just for me but when you start with that thankfulness kind of like the how that's why those those acronyms work when you start with that thankfulness you're opening the door to seeing God's goodness mm-hmm. and that's how that prayer starts so that that the little things aren't little things. They're big things. Yeah. And when we acknowledge them, it it's just like you're putting the key in and boom, the door is opened and boom, I'm in God's presence in a, in a different way than I was before I had that thought of thankfulness. Mm-hmm. I wanted to share a couple of tips that I've been learning lately about prayer. Please and do. I want to say effective prayer. Yeah. OK, so we know that God has his plan, but sometimes I I'm learning that I can have a more a prayer that's closer to God's heart. When I ask myself this question, is God useful to me or is God beautiful to me? Mm. There's a big question in the middle of my prayer time. Am I thinking about God as being useful or am I thinking about God as being beautiful? Am I loving God or am I just loving what he can do for me? And that is a, big shift Mm -hmm. and something I have to be honest that I that I ask myself am I going to God in prayer because I really want something Mm -hmm. am I going to God in prayer because I love him and I want to spend time with him and I want to acknowledge who he is not just what he does that's something I'm I'm working on and another thing I'm working on are are my prayers uh glorifying to God Mm -hmm. I'm I, I read this book this great book called just ask I'm reading it and it says, God is not going to bless a prayer that is uh, promoting my idolatry.
1: Mm. Let's so, talk about that a little
0: bit. So if I know, if I'm praying for something because it's giving me satisfaction or taking God's place in my life and I'm asking God to bless it, guess what? Wait, won't. It's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And he likens it in this book to like an adulterous kind of thing. God is not going to answer an adulterous I know that's harsh. Mm -hmm. But for example, he said he he used this example of a husband going to his wife and saying, you know, I know I pledged to be uh, to be completely committed to you, but uh, I'm also kind of interested in hanging out with your friend, Lisa. Would it? Can I get your blessing in hanging out with your friend Lisa? Mm -hmm. What's this wife going to say? No. Uh, No. There's the couch, buddy. Yes, exactly. So when we ask God to bless something in our life that's currently taking his place, he can't do it.
1: Wow. That's big.
0: That's been a huge thing for me because I've been guilty of that.
1: We all have.
2: Yeah. What are some examples of that? So I know for me in my life, one of them was my career. Mm -hmm. You know, I asked God to. Bless my career and bless Mm -hmm. it big, Lord. And God was like, yeah, you kind of got things all out of whack here, my Uh friend. I need you to focus on me and not on, you know, the good you can do in the world. Yeah. Um,
1: What are some other examples of things we've gotten out of whack? Idols. I think we can all put our kids. Mm. Our kids can be an idol. Instead of Mm -hmm. giving them to God, they become our God. And we Mm -hmm. just everything revolves around them. I think that can definitely get out of whack. I think, you know, Stuff. Is an obvious yes. idol, yeah. Uh, the stuff that we own, or does it own us? You know, yeah. And y'all are better check. than
0: me. I'm, I'm bad. I'm like tennis. Tennis has been a, become mm-hmm. an idol in my life, taking up too much of my time, mm-hmm. too much of my thought, too much of my identity. And so I'm asking God, oh please, let me do good in tennis. Let me get better in tennis. And He's like, no, mm-hmm. no, you are, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it can be something silly. Like an athletic pursuit,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: and God won't—he can't, yeah—because he he needs to be number one, my first, and my identity. And he's like, no, I I love you more than letting you do that.
1: Yeah, and I think also, you know, social media can be that at Mm -hmm. times. I know for me, it's dangerous. I don't know about for you, but I know I can start the scrolling thing, and it doesn't just stop with, oh, look what Susan fixed for dinner, or. You know, look how amazing Trisha's kids look or look how uh, wonderful Kelly is doing today. It never stops at that. For me, it gets inside my head and starts playing it. And I, the, the, the old reels of mm-hmm. tape that I play mm-hmm. in my head are not healthy. And so I've just had to say, you know what, I'm going to put a limit mm-hmm. on myself. And even the limit I've said is too much. And I know mm-hmm. that. I eventually just had to delete it off my phone and I go back and forth, you know. But I think there are all sorts of things. Anything can be made an idol of. Even our brokenness. Sure. True. Mm. Mm. Do I need to hang out there for a minute? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's true. So, I I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you can get so attached to whatever. It can be brokenness. It can be a diagnosis. It can be anything that it becomes the God that you worship and not such in a good way, but you make it the main thing. You know, that's that's the heart behind Natalie Grant's song. Um, mm-hmm. Help me want yeah. the healer more than the healing. You yes. know, when we get that flipped upside down and the healing becomes the ultimate no that's not it the Mm -hmm. healer is the ultimate and if he chooses to heal then that's great but if not he knows more than me he loves me Mm -hmm. you know all those things that are in place but i think even our brokenness can become an idol Mm -hmm. um because we're fallen human beings sinful human beings so let's go back um to the four kind of pillars as we kind of wrap this up to the four things that we need to get settled when we start in prayer, God loves me. Mm-hmm. He knows more than me. Mm-hmm. He's all powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. And God he's is good. good.
1: And he is good. Always good. So when you start from that place and you thank him and approach him in gratitude, um, I think those are good starting points. And here's what the other thing I would say. If you don't feel like you're good at prayer, tell God. Yeah, The Holy Spirit will move in and Guide you through that whole process. God doesn't say, "Okay, when you get the formula right, then I'm going to bless you." You know, that's right. what often what we reduce it to, but that's mm-hmm. not how it works. So pray about getting better at prayer.
0: God honors those prayers, and I think He'll also reveal the idol mm. if there's an idol that absolutely. you're that you're struggling with, and that we all have our own. Yeah, if you ask Him, He'll reveal it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: sorry, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, He will. And we long for you to live a relationship with uh, Jesus that um, is transformational, not just one time, but day after day after day after day. That's why we do this podcast. And we want to thank you for listening. Also, thank you to our friends at Fox Toyota of East Tennessee. We love you folks. Could not do this without your help. Hey, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. You can always email at lightfm.org. And we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.